Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Romp past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to the Asocast. This is our show here on the Penny Bloom Podcast, where we revisit all the good stuff from Ahsoka Tano's story. Heading in to Ahsoka coming this August. I am Colton Robertson. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up? What up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And today we are talking a pretty uh, inconsequential arc as far as probably the overarching story of Ahsoka Tano. However, it is the first arc in the Clone Wars, and therein pretty important in and of itself due to that. We also do get some important information about Ahsoka and some nice little character-building moments. But uh, hmm. how'd you feel revisiting this? It'd been a while since I watched the Clone Wars, and it was uh, it a—I f- I forgot how much I love that, man. Like, I forgot oh, yeah. how much I love this show. It's interesting rewatching with the through the lens of Ahsoka, you know that so that that adds an interesting layer on the rewatch. But also, there are times where like if Ahsoka's not on screen at all, I kind of just sit back and enjoy the episode of Clone Wars for the time, uh, which is really fun. And it's yeah, it's 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 a joy just being able to watch Clone Wars again. Like they're they're so easy to watch, just twenty minute episodes. I don't like. I love just hearing the narrator's voice, you know, re- just getting you started. You get going, and it's just I'm it's nice. ones. Um, man, yeah, it's what a, it's nice watching. Clone what Wars. a fucking threat the malevolence would have been if it had been able to remain a part yeah. of the fucking Dude, separate fleet. I like. Can you imagine? It just it hyperspace. It just shows up, powers down, whatever, destroys it. Boom! Hyperspace next target. Like. I don't know that it could have been bad, been and that—that's the thing is like the Death Star just worked, like Project Stardust, like yeah, all right, well, yeah, we got to go with this now, but like this could have been, like, what if early, they just had like stages? Imagine they had like ten of these, like, or two. I don't even one is enough. Like if it just dangerous. stays up, and that thing was fucking massive too. Yeah. Like seeing it in comparison to the ships that they were flying, it was like holy they had shit! Trains, like they had a whole train system in the ship. Yeah, you know, I guess probably all of them do. Now that I think about it, like they are probably all that big, like a cruiser, like to get around. I guess it's probably like a mini city. I guess, like really, like yeah. when you think about it, like, like uh, even like a like a, I don't know. They always look like Jar Jar Binks to me. Uh, yeah, with the, the two, Republic, you know, uh, like yeah. those things are fucking he, like that's a lot of people that are in there. You know, they got to sleep somewhere. You got to like you it's basically are... a goddamn city at that point. Yeah, no um, shit, no shit. But yeah, this was a this was a cool little arc, and it was a good way to kick off the Clone Wars as a series, mm-hmm. and it was a good way to kind of exemplify Ahsoka Tano in a role that uh, mm-hmm. is kind of a voice of reason for Anakin, which is really cool. You know, I think that, uh, I think there's a 
complaint to be had about Ahsoka up to a point, uh, or about the treatment of Ahsoka, not Ahsoka herself, where she is truly there to serve Anakin's story. And I think they do a good job of balancing that at most points. Like, she serves Anakin's story a hell of a lot. But they also do a good job of making sure that she's her own character with her own agency and stuff. Like, she... She stands on her own like uh, my favorite scene of this arc is a very, very early one. Whenever she takes the stand against the council, like vocally, she's Mm -hmm. like, no, there are people out there. And just because people have died in the past doesn't mean there's nobody to save now. We have to help. And Palpatine's like, hmm, so outspoken for someone so young. And uh, and Ahsoka's like, oh, God, I might have just fucked up. Uh... But like to even have that instinct to be willing to go against yoda and mace windu and the chancellor of the republic and obi-wan kenobi like you got balls you know like you are you are bold and brave and i really really fucked with that so like i had to go with that as my favorite scene simply because it showed that uh it's what happens later on you know she leaves the order because of her disagreements with the way that they do things yeah and like doesn't work it doesn't quite work out, especially with her personality. Like, and that's the thing. That, that's why I'm so con- like she has her own personality from the jump. You know, I don't really see like uh, I think maybe watching it through the lens of Ahsoka helps as well. But like, mm-hmm. she, I I always kind of viewed her early on as like the audience's voice. Like, it, she she says a lot of things that the audience like you just want to say. You know, to, like in in the moment, you're like, oh well, why don't we just do this? Or like, you know, like they're they're still alive because we know that Plo Koon and, and the, there's a couple other droids out there that are still alive. So it's like, yeah, we we, we want to tell, you know, Palpatine and Mace Windu and Yoda, like, no, still go out there and, and get him. So, like, she's kind of like uh, like the audience. Yeah, she's you know, speaking for us. Um, and I really like that. Like, uh, I almost went with that for my favorite scene, but it's just right after, right after when they're on the ship leaving to go to there, and Anakin's like, yeah, I know. I agree with you. That's just not how to go about it. Like, you need to learn how to play the system. Like, mm. she's teach- like he teaches her literally how to play the Jedi system, like, right now. This is, like, the first lesson that she's learning, like, in the show, you know, at least right. the movie. Right. But, like, this is, like, the first lesson that we're seeing her learn in the show is how to play the Jedi system. Well, uh, and I think, it's, I think it's hilarious. Um, I think it's cool that Anakin and Ahsoka... It's so fascinating that Obi-Wan Kenobi goes in incredibly opposite direction of who Qui-Gon Jinn became. You know, it's funny that I just keep going Mm. backwards. I was like, Anakin and Ahsoka, and then Obi-Wan, and then Qui-Gon. No, but, like, it's funny that Obi-Wan goes such a separate way from Qui-Gon because Anakin takes after Qui-Gon in so many ways as far as his disagreement with the Council, kind of taking things into his own hands and doing Mm -hmm. things the way he thinks should be done. Um I'd say Ahsoka is that to an even greater degree because she doesn't struggle with guilt and dark side nature. She doesn't Mm. struggle with that sort of thing. You know, like she's she's shown later on in a different arc that she could she could have that potential, but she knows what she needs to do to prevent that. She hasn't taken actions such as, I don't know, killing a bunch of people in a murderous rage she doesn't have to carry that with her in there and she doesn't have this inkling towards the dark side um but just the way that she's willing to defy the council and think for herself a trait that anakin has that seems so thoroughly inherited from qui-gon jinn 
like Ahsoka feels the most comparable to a Jedi like Qui-Gon, which I really, really love because she, you know, she finds her own relationship to the force and she thinks for herself and she takes the extra step that uh, Qui-Gon never did, which was leaving the order. And uh, yeah, like it's a, it's a, what a, what a fascinating character. And I think that even so early with that all in mind as to what happens later, you can see how the little tiniest, tiniest seeds of that are like planted here, where this tiny disagreement can just show what she's potential, what her potential holds. And uh, I really, really liked that from this episode. And uh, she's just got so much empathy and so much care in her heart, you know, like she's formed these attachments very clearly, you know, like when they save Plo Koon, and she mm. gives him a hug and is like, I'm so sorry. Like, that's not something you see Jedi do all the time. Yeah, no, not at all. And it was it was it revealed this episode? Like, I think it was whenever Anakin and Ahsoka were flying to mm-hmm. there. She was like, yeah, Plo Koon was the one who, like, yeah, she brought was like, me I in. guess I should tell you why I'm so passionate about this. You know, he saved me. I would like to save him. He mm. took me where I belong. I would like to return him to where he belongs. Like, just a really passionate and compassionate character just i hmm. love me some ahsoka tano man so sh- that that did have to be my scene simply because it just shined a light on so much as to where it could where it could go one day and uh i think your scene was a good one too because again it, it shows that that learning from anakin you know that streak hmm. she gets of yeah like being, anakin did agree with her he's like no i i fully agree we're going to go save them right now like that's what we're doing um but you gotta realize like that's not how they think you know i'm obviously that's what anakin does you know he's mm-hmm. he's constantly doing that all the time he's like yep he's deployed himself again so like obviously this is just what he does and he just is you know maybe he could have well, told it to ahsoka in a little bit better of a way i don't know like uh, well yeah but i like that he was like he couldn't when they were in the presence of like admiral yularen because he would have told Obi-Wan and stuff like whenever they are in the presence of Admiral Yalaren and he's like, Ahsoka. And she's like, I know master. And she's like, no, what you do not know clearly is the protocol of the Jedi order. Like he never says like what you said was wrong or like what you want to do is wrong. He says you didn't, he says it in a different way that you handled it incorrectly. Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, which I really appreciated. But, uh, they're just uh, there's just a lot of really good little moments between Anakin and Ahsoka here, like the the moment when Obi Wan pops up on the the hologram whenever they're kind of busted, and Obi Wan's like, "What are you guys doing?" And uh, he's like, "Well, we're going after this, you know. We know we said we wouldn't, but we're doing it." And he's like, "Well, you need to return to the fleet." And Ahsoka's like, "I'm sorry, sir. It was my plan." And, and Obi Wan's like, "I'm sure." Uh, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah. I'm sure this was all you, Ahsoka. You, your master has no responsibility here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi Wan knows too well. Yeah, uh, he... all all too well. That's uh, <laughs> that's something he's familiar with. But yeah, that's uh, that, the first. I, frankly, the first episode of this arc is the most Ahsoka heavy episode two, um, where she is, where we get the most character driven storytelling with her. But it is the second episode of this arc that has my favorite line because mm. it goes back to that Ahsoka being Anakin's voice of reason. You know, whenever they are trying to escort the clone or like save the medical frigate and they have to climb up over the the mm-hmm. ion blast and get all the way to 
the ship and take out Grievous. They the goal is to kill him, and that's mm-hmm. all Anakin's mind is on. It's not about saving his men. It's nothing. My my favorite line is when Ahsoka is like, "We need a new plan," and then later on she says, "Master, you can make it, but everyone else is getting uh, shot down." Yeah, you know, like that's good. You you know that you can make it, and you absolutely can. I have no doubt about that. But you have men here who are getting picked off one by one. You mm. need to think about this. And uh, just him being able to recompute in that moment and go, okay, she's right. I need to do something. Um, so after they get done shooting it all down, and Anakin goes, good job, Ahsoka. It's not necessarily because they did they did the shooting. It's because... It was her idea, you know, it mm-hmm. was her idea. Yeah, after they the they walk off, they land, you know, after they get back, like they're all walking out and, Anakin, and Plo Koon's like, all right, time to go report to the council. And then Anakin's like, all right, yeah. And then they're like bragging at each other at what they did. And Ahsoka's like, well, I think it was my idea to change the plan, you know, and then they both walk off. So they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess whatever, you know, from I'm a certain sure. point of view, uh, actually is what I think Plo Koon from actually says. point of view. Uh, that was almost maybe my line. I have that is like I think it was my idea to change the plan for all those reasons. Is like hmm. you know that's what led to you know Ahsoka actually being the one to have that mindset in the time and and think clearly. But I think I'll actually go with uh, whenever in the first episode, whenever they are saving Plo Koon and Anakin's about to leave, like Palpatine even called Anakin and was like, "You got to come back." And he's like, "All right, yeah, we got to go." But then Ahsoka was like she sensed Plo Koon, you know, and Plo Koon like calling out to her. Um, or like, you know, you could like, you could just tell. And, and she was like, we have to stay. And Anakin was like, I know Ahsoka. But she's like, I know he's alive. Like she says, I know he's alive. I can sense it. And then she just, boom. And then, yeah, it just goes right to him. Um, so I, think, I, don't know, I think I'll go with that line. It's more, more fun too. Um, so I think I'll, I'll go with that one for for my line um actually uh i don't know yeah it was uh just really a good like i'm glad we included this ahsoka arc now uh instead of uh starting you know at i don't know at, at the mantis arc um, mortis yeah you're mortis I, I always call it mantis um man, mortis yeah, mortis 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 um, but this i feel like it was very important to see like just her her first appearance in clone wars just in the show you know, and then also like I think th- there are some important character developments that that she does see here, and like actually teaches Anakin, you know, a very valuable lesson here too. Yeah, I think um, that's the strength of I think this this little arc just shows a lot of the strengths of Ahsoka's character, and you know she does become less and less relevant as the arc goes on. You know, I I, I wanted to go, I was tempted to find a shot with Anakin in the cockpit, Ahsoka in the gunning seat right behind him for That's one of I, the... Yes, I, I, I couldn't stop laughing whenever I saw it. Like, or, or maybe there were some scenes where it looked good, but then there were some where, like, Ahsoka was, like, barely peeping over, yeah. like, the window and, like, was, like, looking down at Anakin, and it just looked really funny. Um, and I was... I don't know. I, I, do, there, I do have a few of those just because I thought they were funny. But there there are some, like, good-looking ones of Ahsoka, like, back there. Also, I don't know. I just... I loved the interaction at the beginning of the second episode whenever uh, whenever Anakin's like, you'll be with me, you'll be my gunner and stuff. And she's like, but you have R2 for that. Like, yeah. a droid can do that. And uh, 
He's like, oh, but I just want to spend quality time with my Padawan. You, you don't know? like my flying, she yeah. says. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's actually that, though, is the thing. I think he just – he wants her to be on his ship to protect her. To be safe. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's it's not that – not that, no, it's not your flying. It's not that he doesn't trust, you know, in her ability. It's that you need he to He trusts with, his yeah. ability above all else. Exactly. He's like, yeah. I know my ship won't get shot down. <laughs> like, for Yeah, I'm Anakin Skywalker. Um and he doesn't know he's the chosen one yet, but but he knows he's won every battle he's pretty much walked into so far. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I know that that was a, a cute little moment there. But you're right, yeah. In in the last episode, she's she's basically just back on the ship and like calming between them, you know, and setting up comms. So like she's not very big in the story, but like it's I don't know you cut back to her just on the ship. There's there's some nice shots in that episode with Ahsoka, but they're very brief. Um, but I think. My favorite shot, it's at the end of the first episode, I think. No, it's at the end of the second one. Um, yeah, whenever um, they they just save the, the medical, all, all of that, you know, stuff, and, and uh, the Kaminoan that's in there, uh, Anakin and Ahsoka go to talk with her um, and, you know, to thank them. And But Anakin's like, all right, uh, you know, I kind of got to move on. Uh, people died still. I got to go prepare for the next battle. You know, I got I to gotta go prepare. And he walks out to the hangar, and it's him just looking off into space, and R2's next to him. Oh, and then yeah. Ahsoka walks, uh, walks right, you know, up behind him. And there's there's a part of it where she's like very close to the camera, but still yeah, it's not she, like, blocking Anakin. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't know whether to go with with that one or whenever she's like actually side by side with Anakin because uh, she's kind of either like way. It's up all one him. continuous um, shot. Yeah, it was uh, it was a beautiful shot. shot. You know, it right. You see, like, two planes looking out into space, you know, and mm. he's just looking out there. You know, no words spoken. Uh, it's just, oh, no. Yeah, nice that shot. was definitely the most powerful, like, imagery as far as... There's always a shot, I feel like, once an arc, where they're like, here is the back of a couple characters looking off into the distance, and it is going to be the most gorgeous shot. Yeah, I guess my shot of the Clone Wars is, I guess, Ahsoka looking the back of stinky little stink and Ahsoka yeah. looking off in the distance. And now I got R2 Annie and, and Ahsoka. They always have one. There's, there's one in the Mortis arc too. And we'll get to that whenever we talk about it here in a little bit, but like, mm. uh, and it, it's mm -hmm. another just gorgeous shot. Ahsoka's unfortunately not in it, so I couldn't go with it, but it's, a, it's another gorgeous shot. But, uh, my shot, I went less with the, uh, the actual like impact as far as, you know, it's Anakin, R2, and Ahsoka mm -hmm. all right next to each other, the family that we find. And I, I went with, uh, simply because of the framing, mm -hmm. there are so many shots that, like, you can tell Dave Filoni had this inkling where he would absolutely one day be able to direct the shit out of live action as far as camera placement and everything. Because at the beginning of episode two, uh, season one, episode two, the first episode of this arc, uh, when you see the bridge of Plo Koon's ship and it's it's got the little divots dug out on the sides and he's he's walking through the middle of it and he's standing there. There is a camera angle from the inside of one of those divots where they watch they show Ahsoka walk all the way up the bridge all the way to uh, Plo Koon and Admiral Yalaren. And I, I went ahead and stuck the screenshot of once mm -hmm. she's there talking to Admiral Yalaren and Plo Koon as my favorite shot, but just like the upward angle, just 
everything about it is so thoughtfully framed. They, it could have been so simple. It could have been, mm-hmm. it could have been from a completely different angle, but they, that was a conscious decision that they made to animate it that way. And I thought it was so good uh, that I had to go with it. And uh, yeah, there were a lot of shots this episode that were camera angle placed, you know, like very clear strength of animation. Um, here Mm. like and and i remember like every time someone was climbing out of a ship after a mission was like done like the camera was always like above the ship showing the person climbing out of the ladder and looking down at like plo koon and ahsoka or Mm. like anakin was either climbing down looking at ahsoka and plo koon or uh, ahsoka was climbing down looking at plo koon and anakin or something like that and it just the camera was i don't know so it was my like my sleeper pick for my shot if i didn't go with uh the their backs you know standing off into space uh because it's it is it just shows the strength of animation and having just the ability to put the camera wherever you want and not really have to think about the restrictions of putting a physical huge film camera right you know up somewhere and and getting it you know there and a whole sound system you know all that stuff that goes with that um and yeah it's i don't know the the shots just in the cockpit too with Ahsoka like looking back over and looking at Anakin like it shows Anakin so well I don't know they it just it works so well for a show like this Um, and there's just so many little moments in this episodes in these episodes that show the strength of Ahsoka's compassion and stuff whenever they're like uh they're shutting down the ship and mm -hmm. they they're turning off all the power and they're like Plo goes the droid and then uh, Ahsoka runs up to R2 and is like, I'm sorry, buddy, and clicks him off. You know, like, she's, <laughs> she, she has to apologize yeah. to him. It's not mm-hmm. like a simple, he's just a machine I can turn on and off. I have to apologize to him before I do it. Just let him know that we need to do this. Mm. Um, and then earlier in the episode, right after they save Plo Koon, whenever she, she runs up to him, are you okay? And then the next thing she says to him is, your men are safe. Like, I know that is what you're concerned about. Not that mm. not that you are okay, but that your people are. She's and very she, aware. Yeah. yeah, like she's just a really smart character, man, and she's a great. Like I said, the the word I come away with from this episode with is compassion, uh, mm. as far as what Ahsoka yeah. is capable of, and uh, just incredible, incredible in this one. And she's she's pretty much a non factor in the third episode of this arc. She's just kind of she's just kind of on the bridge with Blow Coon, watching them mm-hmm. do things and telling them Padme's on the ship and stuff and et cetera. There is cetera. a shot in the bridge where they see the malevolence, is that what it's called? Malevolence. Um, malevolence, yeah. Cr- crash into the moon, you know, after Anakin hotwired it, you know, crash and they see it blow up and it's Ahsoka, Plo Koon, and they're all just Marvel. looking through, yeah, the window and looking at it blown up. And I'm, I almost went with that because it's like angled you know it's not straight on it's angled to put the the moon more in perspective of like the right. window where the windows are um in the ship and it's just yeah it's and they, speaking of shots that we almost went with i have a i have another one and it was also in episode three i think episode three was just kind of like a really mm-hmm. really good looking episode where uh they're talking to luminara over the Ooh. hologram and yeah. it's kind of the, the way that scene kicks off is kind of like this aerial view of them talking to her and it's Plo Koon and Ahsoka side by side facing Luminara. And it just, that was another one that looked really, really good. Um, and mm. I was tempted to go with that. I like when a scene is like really thoughtfully lit also. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and when you could see like the soft blue glow on the on the animated characters it'd be easy to ignore that and just go ahead and show them as they are like it's i i just appreciate things like that so that that was that was one i was tempted to go with but mm. uh before we get into coolest droid kill because i have one my question <laughs> time is here. ooh okay um, here we go one that doesn't have a right answer it's entirely yeah. up to you this is where the you know it's been nothing but trivia up to this point really um, but this one entirely up to you. I'm curious and take your time, throw out some options. It doesn't have to be just one. It's a big question. What is your favorite word in the English language? Like sonically you hear it and you're like, that is a nice word. I guess. Oh, just off the sound of the word itself, because I have, I have a word, I guess that I like for the meaning of it. I don't know if that's, if that's the same thing. Um, but by like hmm, hearing a word, a word. Hmm, good sounding word. I've always been obsessed with the word bubbles, and I think it's just there. It's a word that you. It's impossible to say. Not funny or in a positive tone it's impossible to say the word angrily or negatively um and i think it's just a funny word but a word that has meaning and i think is beautiful is like sonder um Mm. i guess the word itself isn't like good to the ears but it's just you know the idea that everyone and every person you see has a life as complex as you and that we don't really think about that as often as we should um But for just to hear a word, I guess, yeah, I, I, I more know sounds. And, like, I, my, my brain's in Star Wars mode, so, like, I'm thinking of, like, a seismic charge, you know. But that's not a wow. word. Yeah, right. Um, that's not that's – not Seismic's like, a pretty cool word. Ooh, that's true. Um, but I guess my, my best answer right now would either be bubbles or sonder for mm. what you're asking for. Um Obviously, I had a lot more time to think about this question as I came up with it and stuff. So, like, putting you on the spot like that's not exactly the same as the answers I've come up with. Um, I really enjoy the word serendipity. That's nice. What does that mean? Serendipity is like it was meant to be. Like, it's it's serendipitous. Ooh. It's uh, Ooh, okay. Serendipity. That's just serendipity that this happened. Sorry, my dogs came down here when I came back down. Sorry. Maybe it was serendipitied that your dogs had to walk. I, I, yeah. like, I like serendip, serendipitous that your dogs yeah, had to Serendipitous. Serendipity. Um, wow. Okay. That's a good one. I also enjoy the word archipelago. Archipelago? It's like a landform. Is that an it's animal? A, oh. Okay. It's just like a shape, the shape of land. Like a archipelago. Japan is an archipelago. Just the shape of Japan from like yeah. uh, aerial, like from above? Yeah, well, it's like a – I can't or, remember the exact definition of archipelago because it's like close to a peninsula, but it's not the exact same as a peninsula. A group of islands or a sea or stretch of water containing many islands. Okay. So like Greece. Would Greece be an archip- – is Greece an archipelago? That sounds like a Greek, a Greek word, an archipelago. Yes, it is an is an archipelago of about three thousand islands. Wow, okay, that's 
Archipelago and Serendipitous. I gotta know how to spell that. Serendipity. There's a movie called Serendipity. That's probably a romance movie. It is. That makes perfect sense. Serendipity. Death. The occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. Ah, serendipity. Seren. I see now. Serendipity archipelago. Two words that I'll never forget now. Um, Serendipity and archipelago. I I thank you for adding them to my vocabulary. Um, I also really enjoy words with a lot of syllables. Mm Mm-hmm. Onomatopoeia, you know, onomatopoeia. That's a good. One. That's a good. That's a good because it describes. It's kind of an onomatopoeia. Like an onomatopoeia is kind of an onomatopoeia in itself. <laughs> right. Almost, you know. Right. You, I, I feel like you could in a comic book, you could have a onomatopoeia. You know, I don't know what that would represent, but there is something. actually a character in DC Comics, a villain named Onomatopoeia. No, does he just pow? Kabam! And that's all he does? His power is like the noises he makes are like <laughs> devastating. <laughs> Pow! Wow! Amazing! Yeah. Like, so that was, I guess that's that question awesome. time today. I just wanted to know what your favorite word in the English language was. Hell yeah. Sonder. Um, or by sound, maybe game. bubbles. Or onomatopoeia. I like, I'll, I'll go classic with this one. Wanderlust. That's a goodie. Ooh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That took. I remember as a kid, that just took me a couple months to get down. Like actually, like I mean, it, that that took a while. Um, yeah, good good words. Yeah. yeah, good words. But yeah, to top off the episode, favorite droid kill was not an Ahsoka one this week, simply because I don't think she killed a droid this week. Um, she didn't. Complete pacifist this week, indeed. Um, Indeed. Um, I went with when Ahsoka for or not Ahsoka when Plo Koon force pushed the clone up over the droids and the droid killed them from behind. Yeah, that shit was hard. I mean that. I mean it's it's pretty undeniable. Um, so that's why I left. I I was thinking of any other droid kills that happened, and um, on the ship in the hyper wherever the the hyper what the, the engine I guess I don't, hyperspace engine. Um, is where Obi-Wan's trying to go down there and shut it off, and then Grievous is there with all the droids there to surprise him. Yeah. Um, I think it's in ep- the third episode, and then he force pushes the droidicas, like, down the lanes to, like, push yeah. all the other droids off. That was um, like some bowling. I guess it's it's a multiple. It's not a single droid kill, but it was kind of like one, you know, it was like yeah. one, yeah, two, one three, you know, sort of thing, and then he got out of there. Uh, so, so I guess I'll... I'll put the, oh, so she wasn't there though, so it's like, yeah. but uh, but yeah. yeah, no, that's why I was like the droid kill. You can open it up a bit because <laughs> she might have a very simple droid kill, and I don't want to just go ahead and pick it because it's Ahsoka. Nah, you know this is this is where it gets fun. Um, this is where the fun begins. Mm. But uh, oh, we got a hello there, the reverse. Hello there, um, and yeah. then General Kenobi. Like I don't know. Yeah, you got the it was ah. So good. So yeah, it's 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 interesting watching it through Ahsoka, you know, the eyes of Ahsoka. But then if if we were to watch this episode, like we definitely be focusing way more on like the Padme, oh, yeah. the Obi Wan, the absolutely. Anakin, That's like, what's crazy that is that it's there's like, so much more to these arcs that we will not be talking about simply because it doesn't affect mm-hmm. Ahsoka. Um, and maybe one day we do a full Clone Wars something, but uh, mm-hmm. won't be won't be anytime soon particularly. But uh, 
we're relieved we're, we'll be reliving all the biggies from Ahsoka story here before long. And next week we are going to take a stop in Mortis. We're heading wow. to the Mortis arc, skipping a, a season from yeah. season two. We're skipping season two, going straight to season three. And there are a lot of arcs in season there. two and three that are pretty formative on Ahsoka. So it's hard to it's hard to do that, but we don't we only have limited time. We don't have all the time in the world. We gotta mm-hmm. skip some stuff. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. So uh yeah, that'll be next week for the Ahsocast, the Mortis Arc, season three, episodes fifteen through seventeen. Very excited for that. And uh yeah, with that we'll conclude this episode of the Ahsocast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, and movie reviews. All that's over there and more. And for $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money, and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there, so that'd be very nice. Head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review and keep coming back every week for the next several weeks for the Ahsokast because it will not just stop whenever we finally reach Ahsoka the series. We will be covering Ahsoka the series. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that'll be right here on the Ahsokast. Uh, we're covering Game of Thrones in a, a uh, rewatch podcast. It's uh, spoiler-filled for the whole show because it is a rewatch podcast. So go ahead and head over there on Mondays. We do Winter is Blooming. Very, very fun show. We got our comic book journey through film going on right now. And I believe this week will be Hulk or X2. X2, I believe, is this Friday. So uh, go ahead and check that out. It's a very, very good movie. X2, X-Men United Mm -hmm. this Friday. And with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. And it's always a pleasure to have you. Remember, peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Ahsoka Tano.